You're listening to the Woman Power Zone podcast with host Ariel Hubbard, empath, energy worker, and massage therapist who shares secrets and stories of women's empowerment, learned from over 32 years of working in holistic healing arts and talking with thousands of women about their amazing life stories. If you are seeking ways to grow, pivot, heal, and up-level your life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Ariel Hubbard. Welcome to Woman Power Zone. Within a few days, there will be an election in the U.S. that will determine the course of women's rights and the rights of other populations for decades to come. In the spirit of that knowledge, I thought I would reshare the history of women's voting rights and how hard won they were. Thousands of women and men worked for decades so that women could vote. I do hope that you will exercise your right to vote this week and make your voice heard. Your vote matters. So, as of May 3rd, a Supreme Court impending decision was leaked to the general public. And this was about Roe versus Wade, which is a really important case for women's rights. And as you know, if you've been listening to my show, I never talk about politics ever. Today, I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about rights. And there's a difference, okay? Because I'm not advocating for specific political set of beliefs on my show. But I do want to talk about women's empowerment and women's rights. It's really important. And it's important for all women in the United States and all over the world, really, to know that their access to their ability to make decisions for their lives is being eroded. And it's really a significant threat. And normally I don't talk about anything that's negative like that, but I do want to make sure that you know that this is an issue and what you do now and what you do in the next six months before and at the midterm elections is going to make a huge difference for women for years or even decades to come. So welcome to Woman Power Zone. It's a safe space for learning, growing, healing, empowerment. We're going to talk about how you can make a difference by taking action and knowing what's going on and understanding your rights as a woman. So the show notes are thick this week. I definitely recommend that you check them. I have a lot of resources, articles, and information, and I just need to give you some information about women's rights because not all of us know this. Hey everybody, if you're loving this show and you wanna make a difference, Please go to Apple Podcast Ratings and give the show a five-star rating. Thanks so much. It's appreciated. So I'm going to give you a little bit of history. In 1900, women gained the right to keep their earnings and to own property. And it's important for you to understand that men have always had this right. Women were treated as chattel, which is property themselves, for many, many hundreds and hundreds of years. And their access to owning property only began in 1900. So we've only had access to that for 122 years. In 1920, when the federal government certified state's ratification of the 19th Amendment of the Constitution pertaining to the voting rights for women, women had 
advocated for women's right to vote for decades. It took decades of women actively getting out there. And it took that long for women to gain access to the right to vote. But we're talking white women. And actually, some black women were able to vote, but a lot of them weren't because the states where they lived prevented them from doing that for a long time. Some women weren't even able to vote, black women, I'm saying, until I think the 1950s um, in some states. And uh, Native American women and Asian American women were barred from voting due to other federal citizenship laws. Native women were not able to vote until 1924, and some Asian women weren't allowed to vote into the 1950s. In 1963, women gained the right to have equal pay for equal work. That doesn't mean it actually showed up that way, but we got the right to it at least. In 1964, the Civil Rights Act outlawed discrimination based on gender, race, or religion. And in 1972, Title IX, this is part of education funding, gave women equal access to education programs. Now, this is interesting because at the time, men were 12% more likely to get higher degrees than women. But as of 2020, the roles have flipped and women are more likely to get higher degrees. I think 6% of women um, can get higher degrees, like a doctorate. And I think it's 4% of men, but it's much higher for bachelor's degrees. Right now, for every 100 women that are getting bachelor's degrees, 74 men are getting bachelor's degrees. There's a, there's a drop in men getting education, and it's, it's a serious issue. And the Brookings Institute did a whole article on it that I have a link for that in the show notes. So some other things. Um, 1973, Roe versus Wade became law. And... Roe versus Wade was a court case that basically gave the woman a higher access to deciding what was happening with her body than the state's ability to decide what was happening with her body when she was pregnant, basically. Um, in 1972, the Equal Rights Amendment passed the House and Senate, but it was never fully ratified. It still hasn't been, and that was in 1972. 1974, house and credit discrimination against women is outlawed. So women couldn't even get credit cards until 1974. Isn't that amazing? Or they also couldn't like apply to get their own house. So 1978, it became illegal to discriminate against a woman if she was pregnant. And in 1995, the Violence Against Women Act created services to support victims of rape and incest. In 2016, the military ended its exclusion of women from combat jobs. And in 2020, two important acts were passed. One was called Savannah's Act. This is a Native American woman who was eight months pregnant. She was murdered. Savannah's Act is a critical law because it aims to improve data collection and train law enforcement agencies on responding to missing and murdered indigenous women and reporting data. And in 2020, Another act called the Not Invisible Act was also passed to complement Savannah's act to identify and combat violent crime on Native American lands. So those are things that are positive that have happened for women's rights, okay? And we're going to take a break, and when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about some of the challenges because there are a lot of those too. This podcast is sponsored by Hubbard Education Group, creating wellness through education. 
If you've wanted to learn about being an empath, healing, energy work, consciousness, or massage, we have online and in-person courses for you. Find us on Facebook at Hubbard Education Group. That's Hubbard Education Group. Or go to www.arielhubbard.com. That's www.arielhubbard.com. And if you're on Clubhouse, you can find Ariel Hubbard by looking up Ariel Hubbard, A-R-I-E-L-H-U-B-B-A-R-D. Okay, we're back. So women are still at a higher risk for poverty. The gender pay gap is real, even with figures as recent as 2020 from the Census Bureau, white women are still paid just 82 cents on the dollar for men. 82 cents on the dollar. Black women are paid 64 cents on the dollar. Latinx women are paid 57 cents on the dollar. And unfortunately, we don't have information for Native American women. So there is still a huge difference between what women are paid and what men are paid. It's still a thing, even though we got the right to equal pay for equal work, that hasn't shown up as a reality. You may know this already, but women experience discrimination. In my show notes, I have a link to a Pew Research study. Women don't feel like they have equal opportunities. They don't have access to leadership. They feel like they're not taking as seriously. And a lot of times they don't get access to higher paying jobs. That glass ceiling thing is real in a lot of professions. Think STEM, science, engineering, technology, math. And even I've read articles about women investors are discriminated against as well. I remember a million years ago I was looking for funding for my company and I went to an angel investor meeting. And these men literally said this, and this is like, this is like 2005, okay? This isn't like, you know, 1972. This old white guy says to me, oh, hey, honey, just ask your daddy or, uh, or your boyfriend to give you money for your business or use your credit cards. Literally, that's what was said to me at an angel investor meeting where people were pitching their companies to get investment. That's what was said to me. Unbelievable. It's a real thing. And they, women have this issue if they're trying to get funding for their company. That's an issue too. Fortunately, in the show notes, I have a, a possible opportunity. There's this organization called Hello Alice where women have access to resources. They have access to grant opportunities and a community and to get their questions answered. And you can see the link to Hello Alice in the show notes. And women can go there and get information about grants. So we talked about poverty. We talked about discrimination, sexual violence. Okay. You may have experienced this personally, or you may know somebody who has. You probably do because one of five women have experienced sexual violence. I got this off the CDC website. One in three female rape victims experienced rape for the first time between the ages of 11 and 17 years old. And one in eight female rape victims reported that occurred before the age of 10. That is frightening. So if you think one every five women have experienced this, that's 20% of women have experienced sexual violence. It's frightening. And it's pretty easy to see it out there. All you have to do is go on any dating website and have a few conversations with the men on there and you're going to see the misogyny and the lack of safety out there. If you're dating ladies, be extremely careful. Okay, 
Now, with the pandemic, more than a million women had to leave their jobs during COVID-19. And they did this because the men weren't taking care of the kids necessarily, at least in those relationships. A million women had to leave their jobs because somebody had to take care of the kids. And this set women back 30 years. A lot of them are never going to go back to those jobs. It's really sad. And here's another challenge that is happening right now. So in the last four years, there's been a movement in politically to deprive women of their rights to control certain things that are really important to them. And here's the thing. It's like women are not able to get access to a safe abortion as one. And this may not apply to you because you may be past that time, but it might apply to your daughters or someone you know, people getting safe access because some women get pregnant, not because they were having a good time, but because they were raped and incested. And there are states that will force those women to have that child. They don't get access to an abortion to terminate that pregnancy. That is a serious violation of women's rights and their ability to say what they need to say about it. The other thing is gerrymandering is a real issue. This is when the political party that's in dominance rewrites districting spaces such that their party will win an election. This is happening right now. This is happening in Georgia. This is happening in Florida and probably in other states as well. And the goal is so that that party can win the election. The party that could win the election is not in favor of women's rights. And so it's really important for people to become politically active. And again, I mentioned this already, but a brief leaked on May 3rd of the upcoming new decision on Roe versus Wade. This is from the Supreme Court. This is a really big deal because they show what their decision is a month before it's supposed to come out to the public. They want to rescind this decision. They want to deprive women of their right to decide if they want to terminate their own pregnancy. Okay, regardless of what your politics are, I'm talking about women's rights. There are definitely issues that we are still facing. The discrimination, the sexual violence, the poverty, the potential ability for you to lose your right to vote. So what can you do? So to quote the City of the Museum of New York, voting is one of many crucial tools in the activist toolbox. Women have often sought change through voting or running for office, but they've also worked behind the scenes in government and pushed for change through grassroots activism. This was the case in 1920. 50 years later, amidst the demands of the women's liberation movement and and also in 2022 with our upcoming midterm election this year. So what you can do is find an organization that matches your values and goals for women. Become active, donate, tell others, and show up at the polls this fall. Figure out what works for you. I understand that not everybody can be overtly politically active, but you can still have private conversations. You can still donate. I have definitely given you some uh, resources in the show notes, including the 12 reasons why women should vote flyer from 100 years ago that actually still applies today. I've given you information like a video about the history of women's rights. I've given you some more information about Roe versus Wade and why it was important. I talked about the Equal Rights Amendment. I talked about the discrimination, the gender pay gap. 
and also giving you some different sites for empowerment for you. So I hope you found today's episode enlightening and go out there, step into your power and step up for women's rights. Have a great day. Are you experiencing overwhelm, frustration, stress, or anxiety? Do you need help with insomnia? Well, contact Ariel Hubbard at Hubbard Health Solutions. Ariel offers 25 modalities to help you move forward. You can deal with the pandemic and still experience balance and calm. Contact Ariel at arielhubbard.com. That's arielhubbard.com.